back to the Extreme ECW live cast. This week we are covering Hardcore TV from ECW episodes 25 and 26 from September 28th and October 5th of 1993. I'm Mike Prue along with JV. JV, we are back at it after two weeks for this BTT Army. How are you doing, JV? Doing well, man. Episode 12. 12 episodes in. Coming off the uh, the poor man's pay-per-view. Supercard. Ultra Class 1993. So, uh, oh, I thought that was a pretty good uh, watch-along. What did you think? No, I thought it was a good watch-along. Uh, I did say at the end of it, though, it was probably one of the shittier ones. <laughs> I think uh, the previous one, the uh, the Super Summer Sizzle Spectacular, was a little better yeah, yeah, than yeah, for sure. the Ultra Clash. But for those just listening for maybe the first time or didn't listen to the Ultra Clash, I'm just going to run through what happened. At this Ultra Clash, number one, or 93, whatever they're calling it at this point. And it was Public Enemy defeating Ian Ryan and Jason Knight in a tag team match. You had our boy Tony Stetson, the hitman Tony Stetson, who is the ECW Penn State champion. And he defeated the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. And then you had a special mask versus mask match between Super Destroyer and Super Destroyer number two. See how I worded that? Super Destroyer number one is not a fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) You are the Super Destroyer. And then there's Super Destroyer number two. Agreed. Yeah. So the Super Destroyer won. (laughs) That's how that went. And Super Destroyer 2 had to reveal himself and he just looked like uh, another New Jersey guy. (laughs) And then he had the scaffold match between Dark Patriot and J.T. Smith, which was a revenge match of sorts because Dark Patriot threw J.T. Smith off the top of the ECW arena and Dark Patriot won again, which that's a fail because J.T. Smith should get his revenge. Yes. Bullshit. But he lost again in a decent match. Then you had the big match that they were building up. It was the bunkhouse match. Terry Funk and Stan Hansen. Man, those two guys. Got to go back and watch that. Those two guys ran amok, and they had to go up against two other crazy motherfuckers. That was Kevin Sullivan and Abdullah Butcher. Abdullah Butcher. Yeah. And it was weird how that match didn't close the show. Right. That, that was the one they were hyping the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's why the whole Ultra Clash kind of felt a little weird because – Right. Uh, Especially when – You end with your home run, you know? Oh, Exactly. Especially when I just run through the bottom of this card in a moment. <laughs> but you can see what the, the final match was. But anyways, after that match, there's probably an intermission after that. So it was almost like the main event for those that wanted to stay up to 10. <laughs> and then from probably like 10 to 12, it was the rest of these matches. 10 p.m. to 12 p.m. is what I mean. At the ECW Arena. I guarantee that's what it was. Like, the show probably started oh, yeah. at 7. Yep. That match went on, ended around 10, and then they come back after an intermission. All right, for those hardcore fans that want to stick around, this is what we got for you in the second half. And it was the Battle Royal, the mixed Battle Royal, which had Hunter Q. Robbins III and Jay Sully representing the males, all along with Donnie Allen. But then they had Tigra. Angel. Oh, Luscious Angel. Angel. Oh, and we're going to so see good. more of Angel this week when we 
get to these episodes coming up. And we also had Sensational Sherry, Martell, and Tigra ended up winning that Mixed Battle Royal. Well, there's that. And then you had Salvatore Baloma with his new manager, Sherry, beside him, defeating <laughs> Sir Richard or Chris Michaels, along with Hunter Q. Robbins in a strap match. Every one of these matches was a stipulation match. So this is like the original Extreme Rules pay-per-view from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had a ECW Championship match where Shane Douglas defeated the Sandman in an early Shane Douglas versus Sandman feud match that would go on for years at this point. But then the main event was the Headhunters versus... Miguel Perez Jr. and Crash the Terminator, a.k.a. Hugh Morris, in a baseball bat match. <laughs> and the Headhunters won. So that's what happened last week on our episode where we covered the Ultra Clash of 1993. But now we're going to move on to episodes 25 and 26 of ECW Hardcore TV. But before we do that, I want to give a special thanks to Mike Mills for releasing last week's episode or two weeks ago to the Patreon members on the $2 tier. So you guys on the $5 tier, you hear us all the time. You guys that are listening, thank you very much. But Mike Mills thought it would be a good idea to just expose a little bit of us to the $2 tier in hopes that some of them would bump up and take a listen to what JV and I have to say every two weeks on the Extreme ECW live cast. So, I much appreciate that. JV thought it was very cool that Mike did that. Yeah, thing. yeah. <clears throat> Welcome, $2 Patreon members. Hopefully, yeah. Basically, right? Yep. <laughs> so, thanks everybody for all your patronage throughout these months. It's been months. It's crazy that it's been months <laughs> because this seems like just, you know, like a little project, but it's been going on almost... You know, more than half a year at this point. Yeah. And and we enjoy it a lot. But we yeah, also for sure. I I kinda look it's like a highlight of every other Friday. Yeah, it's just like all right, JV well, and that, I because that's when we record. That's so. when we record, right. It's Friday night. And it's okay, cool. We don't have to really prep for this much. We just all right, let's watch some ECW. And that that's the cool thing about it, and we hope you guys enjoy it. But we do have a show that we do work really hard on every week. That's called the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, and it's the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And when I say the career of Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't mean Stunning Steve Austin. I don't mean Steve Austin in USWA. We're talking about we start with his career in the WWF leading into WWE. But we sprinkle in the rest of his career. So ultimately, we will cover... All of Steve Austin. Yep. But the focus is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And our special ed- special edition episodes will cover the rest of his career throughout our show. So check it out. JV and I put a lot of work into it. If you like what we do here that you're listening to, you'll definitely like what we do on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. So please check us out there. And now we're going to get into... This first episode, which is ECW Hardcore TV, episode 25 from September 28, 1993. 
And we'll give you a moment to get set up on the WWE Network. We'll just take a moment and we'll be right back. Alright guys, so you should be just about ready. And I do want to point out that Eastern Championship Wrestling has just aligned with National Wrestling Alliance at this point. So it's really NWA ECW. So it's the first episode of NWA ECW television. It wasn't called Hardcore TV at that point. but That's what it is on the network. And we got some changes. Eddie Gilbert has left because he had some disagreements with Todd Gordon. Which, which is sad because he's been great for us. Right. He's, so. he's put together some great shows. And the shows that he's been off, the shows have kind of just been recap shows and not that great. So they're kind of in the position where they almost don't know what they're doing. And I think this first episode here that we're going to cover is not that great. But it's going to get better on the next episode that we're covering from October 5th. But we're going to get through it. And there's going to be some decent stuff here. But it's just not the same without Eddie Gilbert. So we're in a transition period here. Hey, and we've been through worse because some of the early ECW sucked ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Suck least, ass is an understatement. At least we have some stars here. We have Joey Styles on commentary now. And we got some hot girls on the scene now. So... Yeah, so it's it's better than it was before, so we can't complain that much. So, like I said, hopefully you guys are set up, ready to go. JV, you're set up, ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, so I'll give the normal countdown, five down to one. When I say play after one, we'll all click play. We'll begin the show. Five, four, three, two, one, play. All right, we got a uh, disclaimer here. We get them presented in most complete form possible due to original production difficulties. And here's Joey Styles, JV's older brother. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look like me when I was younger. Huh? <laughs> All right, so this is Maddie in the house. That's his name, Maddie in the house, and he's gonna be the new Jay Sully of sorts. Or he's, so Jay Sully's Gonzo? He's not Gonzo, but he's not in the control room, really. Gotcha, gotcha. Jay Sully's more of a talent at this point. <laughs> I and JV, I have looked forward, and this is the last time we're going to hear this opening music. Oh, really? Are yeah. we getting like the traditional ECW music no, next? No, we're going to get something shitty next week. Oh. <laughs> and we'll hear it in about an hour. <laughs> That's a disappointing spoiler alert. <laughs> so this is gone. This is the second song, too. We got used to the first one. I'm used to this one. Now it's going to be gone. All right, let's listen to uh, Joey Styles talk a little bit here. Eastern Championship Wrestling. I'm Joey Styles in the ECW Control Center, and as you just saw, things have already started to get a little wild here. And speaking of wild, that leads me to this weekend, Friday and Saturday night. It's the NWA Blood Feast 93 at the ECW Arena. Now, some of you fans have had questions regarding which matches will be taking place on Friday night and which matches will be taking place on Saturday night. Maddie in the house is here, surprise, surprise, to answer all of your questions. He'll be along later in the program. 
Also on hand for the NWA Blood Feast 93, it will be Terry Funk's Last Stand versus Jimmy Superfly Snooker for the ECW television title inside of a steel cage. And speaking of steel cages, in what will be the most explosive, the most violent tag team confrontation Philadelphia has ever seen, the Headhunters will collide with the public enemy Johnny Grunge and Flyboy Rocco Rock. Later on in this hour, we'll be taking a look at some of the participants in the Fall Fashion Swimwear Showdown. Not a bikini contest, but the Fall Fashion Swimwear Showdown. We'll have an update on the condition of Salvatore Belomo. And there's a lot of excitement and justly some apprehension about the impending debut of Sabu, this phenomenal athlete, into the NWA. He'll be at NWA Blood Feast 93. Earlier today, Hunter Q. Robbins was here talking about Sabu. All right, Sabu. let's listen to Hunter Here's Q. Hunter Q. Yeah. I'm Hunter Q. Urkel. Robbins III. <laughs> I've just returned from a meeting at the Union League. Jeez, it's even more annoying now. And tonight I have a stallion jumping in the Devon Horse Show. Now many of you out, out there may be wondering, why Philadelphia? Why not Connecticut? Atlanta? Connecticut? Atlanta? Well, let me WWF? WCW? You see, <laughs> I hate Philadelphia. And I hate Philadelphians. And my only reason for being here is to make your lives Slight miserable. Slight big at WWF. <laughs> Allow me to explain. You see, I'm starting to like Hunter Q. Robbins. I think I said this last time, too. No, I, I, I don't mind him. Yeah. From Japan to the NWA Blood Feast this weekend. Now, many of you may find this as a reason for apprehension. Many of you may be overjoyed at this. But whatever you find, remember this. Sabu has more primitive savagery in him than any man who's ever stepped foot into a ring. All right, so they call it Blood Feast, but it's also known as Blood Fest 93. I don't know what the fuck to say, so I'm just going to go back and forth until there's a real name for it. They're, they're really putting over Sabu, though. Yeah. So they're doing a good job with that thus far. I think they're going to show clips. Welcome back to the East. Joey Styles is back. Joey Styles has a you know, great voice. Right yeah, he does. That we know what you, the fans, want to see. Specifically, what you, Philadelphia fans, want to see. Therefore, this weekend at NWA Blood Feast 93, in addition to the Steel Cage right, so matches, Joey Styles is introducing the Fall Fashion the, Show, action, which we need to watch because this is great. And if you are not watching as you listen right now, you need to tune into this. Because there's Pat some good Sully? shit gonna go on here. Fans, this may be many things, but the NWA Fall Fashion Swimwear Showdown won't be boring. <sighs> Do we need to lay out, or do we want to talk over this? <laughs> no, I, th I think we should talk over this. Right, this is. I mean, I don't know. Is there a lot of talking here? Is no, it just mostly it's visuals? just video. No, all right. Yeah. So we got uh, Angel. Busty Angel. Ooh, Tiger. tiger. Looking busty. Busty Tiger. Busty. And assy. The ref's like, oh, man. Six pack. Six pack Jay Sully. <laughs> Jay Sully's in his element now. He's he's getting over. <laughs> Look at him. This guy is so Look at him. such a. <laughs> Look at him. I don't know. Oh. Woman is, is that? so beautiful. It's a woman. That's woman? Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's some like resort in the middle of Florida, I guess. Yeah. A condo. Oh, Busty Angel. 
She got a whip. There you go. <laughs> oh, this is weird. The microphone. This is even weird. <laughs> it's all he's <easy> fries. <laughs> That's great, though. That's like trolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, woman is really like, damn. She made the best one. Uh, she's pro. Alright, so woman's got this great green that looks like that's her bedroom. Yeah, really. Her <laughs> husband is Kevin Sullivan at the time. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I, I think you mentioned that prior yet. definitely have a lot more video of her. Yeah, they love women. She got a lot of makeup on, though. Hey, video cost a lot of money in 93. Not everyone yes. had a video camera. Shit wasn't on your phone. She has, like, no fucking ribcage there. What the hell is going on there? Oh, Jay Sully. He's got his boxes. <laughs> Doing some weird shit. It looks like he's in the middle of a uh, project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As busty as she is, she's not showing shit. Yeah, she's slacking you. She has fake hair. Yeah, it's extensions. Well, they rip them out, right? They're all yeah. I'm hearing, like, shitty sounds. Maybe my volume's too loud? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I seem, it sounds pretty normal to me. I mean, the, um... <laughs> the volume of the women in Sully here is a lot lower than their background music. Right? What? The background music's a lot louder than their... Right. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> he slowly did a little cat meow and shit. It's funny that women's doing so all these promos on the beach, and then in the weeks to come... Kevin Sullivan does all his promos on the beach, too. So, you know, they were on vacation <laughs> yeah, cutting yeah. their promos. <laughs> oh! They didn't have a studio. That ain't in the house with Angel. Look at her. Damn. She was only, like, 19 or 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, she was giving it up. 20-year... <laughs> 19, 20-year-olds on TV? Yeah. They're not fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got Joey Styles back. And he's going to lead us to a match. I think the first match of the night. We've got the Fall Fashion Swimwear Showdown. We've got Terry Funk's Last Stand versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka for the ECW television title inside of a steel cage. Inside that same cage, the Headhunters will collide with Public Enemy. Also that night, Kevin Sullivan will be taking on the madman from the Sudan, Abdul the Butcher, and as if all that weren't enough. Tony Hitman Stetson, the current Pennsylvania State Heavyweight Champion, will be reforming his tag team with Johnny Hotbody. That's right, Hotbody and Stetson together again. They will be taking on, just signed hours ago, the former AWA Tag Team Champions, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, also known as Bad Company. Now, right now, we're going to see Tony Hitman Stetson defending his Pennsylvania State Heavyweight title against the former champion, Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. And right after that, Matty in the House will be here for all you wrestling fans who hate a surprise. 
In other words, Maddie will be here to tell you how you can find out which matches are taking place on Friday night and which matches are taking place on Saturday night. That's Maddie in the house coming up in just a few minutes. But right now, let's take a look at Tony Hitman Stetson. All right, so this blood fest, uh, blood feast coming up is a two-day affair, and we would normally do a special super card for it, which it's available for us to do, but the next five episodes of ECW Hardcore TV are going to be just covering those matches, so we're not going to do that this time. We're just going to cover the regular episodes. Uh, if so anybody, we, got a, we got a title match here, though. Yeah. But if anybody wanted to actually reach out to us and actually say you want the watch-along, then I think JV and I might bend to that if we actually yeah, get some sure. back. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't say anything... <clears throat> you get nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Willy Wonka voice. <laughs> I said good day. Yeah, said good day. <laughs> All right, so this is a good match here. It's it's basically the match of the night here, and it's Tony Stetson versus Tommy Cairo, which we've probably seen a good amount of times. <laughs> Every episode, <laughs> eleven times now. <laughs> Up to this is twelve. But they're getting better. And it's meaning more. There's a title. Hunter Q. Robbins is in the corner of one I mean, of these I men. Guess. The crowd yeah, is a little bit more hyped. It's different people. It's their first time seeing it. <laughs> the ref's trying to get some decorum here. Tony Stetson's like, fuck off, buddy. Tommy Cairo's like... All fucking getting his pre-workout out of his system. Yep. He's leveling off. Stetson with a kick to the stomach headlock. Got the headlock there. Yep. And another kick that I got. Oh. Elbow. Elbow. Oh, I meant an elbow. <laughs> Show the block. Not bad Hit little toss. transition wrestling here. Nice little. Yeah, it's good wrestling. Hip toss. Oh. Nice spin kick. And heel kick. But they got that scaffold there. That's Hunter Q out there, right? So that means this is this was from the uh, Super Clash, not yes. the Super Clash, the Ultra Clash. Super Clash was an AWA pay-per-view. <laughs> this match is not the same match that we watched from Ultra Clash. I don't think so. I don't think it is. I thought Tommy Cairo was the champ. But... Hey, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem with these shows is they're going to repeat matches often because they don't have a lot of footage. So what is used on a super card it's probably going to be used often on regular TV. That's the dilemma that we might run into coming in 94 and 95. We don't want to be repetitive with what we put out there. But hey, we're covering the episodes, and sometimes we got to take the episodes as is. No, yeah. I'd rather and just roll with it. Right. I'd rather cover the I don't, episodes. I, I'm pretty sure this is a rematch. 
I thought it was too. I do little research on these matches ahead of time just to set up the format for us. Yeah, we're to... at the mercy of the WWE Network. <laughs> yeah. What are you giving us? Exactly. What are you calling episode fucking 23 or whatever the fuck we're at? 26. <laughs> Shoulder block to the midsection. Yeah, 25. Shoulder block. 25. Snap mare. Snap mare. But we can't disagree that these aren't. We can't disagree that these aren't decent wrestlers. Uh, no, no, not no. So if there's gonna be a match, okay, I'd like to watch this match rather than some of the other shit that we see. I always appreciate Joey Styles as a one-man commentator. Yeah. Imagine doing a podcast on your own. Alone? No, that's hard. It's ridiculous. I do listen to a podcast called GF from Allentown. Greetings from Allentown. He does a good job. He watches, like, random WWF superstars or whatever. Anything from the 90s and 80s. Yep. And he does his own thing. It's pretty good. It's really good, actually. But he does it it's on hard. his own. And that's fucking hard. hard. Most of the podcasts I listen to have, like, more than one personality. But, like, except, like... Bill Burr. Probably Bill Burr and Chris D'Elia, the Congratulations Podcast. Those are both just and two comedians talking a lot. Well, one of the greatest, Mark Barron, too. I don't know if you ever listen to Mark Barron. No, no he's, I haven't. He's one of the originators of podcasts for comedians. He's always oh, done his own. He always does interviews, but he's solo. Yeah, yeah. Mark Barron. I'll have to, uh, yeah. to listen to him. He, he's interviewed Bill Burr before. He's been some wrestlers before. Yeah, we got Tommy Cairo and Tony Stetson out here, and they're fighting over this Pennsylvania State Championship, and nobody seems to give a fuck in the crowd. <laughs> Just like JV and I don't seem to give a fuck because I'm talking about Mock Marin's podcast. And I'm Bill also Burr. at the point where I don't know if we've seen this already. Like, did we? We might have watched this. I'm pretty sure we watched it because we just watched a whole pay-per-view. I had a scaffold. And we talked about the scaffold the whole time. <laughs> Not a pay-per-view. Poor man's pay-per-view. Yeah, I think I said last time Larry Winters cut his hair. He still got the same short hair. But yeah, in my notes... like the same venue. But in my notes... Yeah. In my notes, this was a basically a recap episode. That's what I meant, recap every rematch. So, yeah, we're not going to see many things great here on this show. That doesn't mean you should fast forward through everything. <laughs> there's only one other match, and there's a bunch of promos. But if I were to recommend you watching this episode, I would say, nah, fuck off. Don't watch this episode. <laughs> if you want to listen to us ramble and talk about shit, then yeah, listen. And the reality is, this is a decent match. 
Although yeah. it was at oh, Ultra was Clash '93. <laughs> flying shoulder block. Oh, you got Hunt the Q, distracting the ref. What the fuck? Tony Stetson is trying to grab the belt a bunch of times. And he knocks him down with the belt. Knocks him with the belt. I think we did see this. Yeah, we did. I don't believe this. Two weeks is a long Styles time, people. Like <laughs> yeah. You know what the good thing is? We're the ones watching this every two weeks. Everyone else is just listening every two weeks. Listening to us, yeah. So you probably don't remember either. <laughs> so they're at the mercy of what the fuck we're saying right now. You might like, just. I, think, I guess. I guess we're talking about last week, two weeks ago. Then. We <laughs> here Eastern Championship Wrestling understand. All right, so Joey Styles is back, and he comes in with sports entertainment line. Wow. The most violent wrestling promotion in the United States of America. And I'm not going to lie to you. We're proud of that fact. But sometimes somebody crosses that line. All right. That line between athletic competition and criminal behavior. What happened to Salvatore Belomo just two weeks ago was such an act. Had nothing to do with athletics, nothing to do with sports, nothing to do with wrestling. What the rebel did to Sal Belomo was sick, it was depraved, and it was an obvious attempt to maim one of the most beloved superstars here in Eastern Championship Wrestling. Fuck Rock Rebel. When things have gotten so bad that we can't air the match, because we're afraid small children are watching. This is These are the same peaches, children right? who are outside the hospital trying to get a glimpse no. of their hero, Sal Baloma, yeah. who is recovering in a hospital bed. This has no place in Eastern Championship Wrestling. This has no place in sports, period. Right now, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, we're going to show it just one more time, and you may not want to see this. We're going to show you just one more time what may have been the end of the wrestling career of Wild Man Sal Balomo. <laughs> and right after that, we're going to show you what may have been... This is so fake, so overdramatic. Joe Styles, stop being a little bitch, boy. This is the worst. Like this. We want you to put it over like that. Man, I want to fucking tweet at Joey Styles. I don't think he has Twitter anymore. Because he tried to avoid wrestling. He's acting like a bitch there. All right, so now we move on to a match with the Canadian Wolfman against Sal Baloma, who was supposedly injured, but apparently this match took place before he was injured. <laughs> so we're watching another match that happened at some other point. This match definitely didn't take place during the Ultra Clash. Lomo is going wild here, and you got Paul Heyman making some Italian jokes, even though he's Italian. Or Jewish, whatever. Jewish, Italian, it's the same thing, I guess. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I mean that. <laughs> but hey, here's a trivia question. Davey, how, do you how old do you think Paul Heyman is right here? 34. Oh, look it up. 34, okay. 34. He is 28. Holy fuck. 
He's 28 years old right here. That's crazy. And he's had so much time in WCW before this, too. It's like a prodigy. He's had so much experience at this point. He's only 28. But the point where ECW becomes what people know of ECW in 95, he's 30. That's, that's fucking nuts. So young. That's like, you're still a fucking baby at that age. Alright, so the by the time he's my age, he's basically making his debut in WWE. At WrestleMania 17 on commentary. And then just being there for a long time. As Brock Lesnar's manager, and then some time off. Man, <laughs> he did his shit young. As most people do. But it's crazy to yeah. think that. Yeah. Because he the looks. to the extent he is, then you know. No. I guess in our eyes, or at least in my eyes, he looks like an old motherfucker at that point. Because I was only 10. No, same here. I, I, and you, that's why I figured like 34. Right. Definitely not in his 20s. Right. And you remember watching from the Dangerous Alliance in WCW? Yep. Oh, it's Paulie with the big phone. No, that guy's old. Nah, he was like fucking 24. <laughs> what? Crazy. Well, not even. You know, same age. I was in 93. He had just left, left the Dangerous Alliance. 93. Alright, on to more pressing matters as Cowboy continues to How was match Joey Styles and Paul Heyman's relationship in like real life? I haven't heard anything about it. Okay. We'll, we'll have to look more into as we go on. But I think it's a pretty solid relationship because it lasted for so long. I don't know if there was ever any bumps. I'm sure there was because most people had some problems with Paulie. Because he's known as being a little shyster. Being probably a liar. Probably because of over money, I bet, right? Right. But as we go along in the ECW Dream Live cast, we'll start to dig into some of the storylines behind the scenes a bit. The heart of it is just watching the show, but we'll see what we can learn. You know, for instance, we got the Kenny Wolfman here, and I looked him up. There's nothing about this fucking guy, so there's nothing to tell you. Tabo Loma, we've talked about him. the Wolfman from Canada. That's all you need to know. Tabo Loma. We've talked about it. He, he spent a good amount of time in the WWF, WWF, as an Italian babyface, almost like in a jobber. And here he is now, getting over a little bit as character. Now we got Joey Styles back being so dramatic. Alright, so he's going to show Rock and Rebel attack Sal Baloma. So this is uh, building up the feud that they have going on, and apparently this is too much for us to see because it's centered with a cross. I think they're gonna go give us a little update. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it is horrible. They're making it bigger. 
Oh, we can't see this. This can't be happening. Oh my God! What would possess the rebel to do this? It's pretty pathetic, though. Rock and Rebels always involved in these shitty, brutal scenarios. But he does nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, doesn't win anything. Opportunity to speak with Dr. Theodore Voorhees, the attending physician to Wildman Sal Balomo. All right, so let's see what happens with conversation. This uh, there is no way that this man could go into the ring. He, if he went into the ring, he would be risking a 90% chance loss of sight in his right eye. And uh, <clears throat> we know this is doctors, and we just will not allow it. We don't want him in that ring. Uh, we know he, the type of man that Mr. Baloma is. We've dealt with injuries with him in the past. We know it's going to be a difficult process to uh, keep him out of there, but there is no way that he should be inside that ring. Uh, when you say there's no way he should be inside that ring, is that forever? I mean, is this the end of Sal Balomo's wrestling career, Doctor? Well, it depends on the extent of the damage to the detached retina, Joe. Um, if it is... Alright, who gives a fuck about Sal Balomo's injury? Like he's contended for anything. We really cannot tell the extent of the damage because of the swelling. It's funny, he came up on the uh, Bill Simmons podcast this week. Oh. Sal Baloma. What? Yeah, I forgot. They were trying to compare like a, uh, I think it was Kyle Allen maybe? I don't know. Someone in the NFL to like an old school wrestler. Really? Yeah, and Sal Baloma. Like a replacement? I guess. I don't know. I forgot. Oh, man. You're teasing me. I need to go find that. Sal Baloma. It, I wish I could. Bill Simmons must be listening to some retro podcast if he's yeah. pulling out. Well, he's Tabalomo. a big old school wrestling fan, so. Yeah, so maybe he enjoyed Big Tapalomo. Alright, so Joey Styles is giving his condolences to Sal Baloma. But they ended up coming on uh, to terms that who they were trying to ref refer, like, I don't know, they ended up thinking that uh, Mike Sharp was a better comparison than Sal Baloma to whoever it was they compared him to. Was a, that's a good comparison, though. I mean, Mike Sharp, Sal Baloma. Yeah. Solid. Java types. I wish I could remember who the fuck he was referring it to. But we got Joey Styles back here in the control room. All right, we got a preview. Coming up for Terry this Funk Friday versus Jimmy Snooker. See if it's worthwhile to lay out for. We're talking about the craziest, most vicious tag team ever to come into Philadelphia. I'm talking about none other oh. than the Headhunters. The Headhunters. team on the block. A team oh. from the hood. I'm talking about the public oh. enemy. Flyboy Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge, new to the NWA, oh. but yet taunting the Headhunters to the point where this steel cage tag team match is going to be nothing short of a massacre. Take a look at this. Alright, we don't need to lay out for this. We can just call this bullshit here. Oh, uh, we got what happened at Ultra Clash. Let's have the Headhunters beaten away with the Kendo stick. And now we got Public Enemy. Actually, so let's lay out for them, Public Enemy. Yeah, for sure. They're usually pretty good. I don't think so. What the? The fuck was that? Can't even lay out for anybody. All right, I say that wasn't mine, right? No, <laughs> didn't just like skip it or something. Yeah. All right, we tried to give you a promo, but there was nothing. 
Alright, maybe we'll just shut up and see what happens. You think you're tough? You broke down a little bitty sheetrock wall. Well, let me tell you what. Public enemy is going to take you too and use you as demolition balls. I'm going to tear the whole building down. Big sloppy and stupid won't get you nowhere. Nowhere's with us, of course. To the top, to I like the sloppy and stupid sometimes. What's it going to be? Not a move call from this guy. Yes. Big moves on. He's hit. He hit. One. Two, three, it's over. Headhunters, you're out of your league. And if you think for one second that either one of us is going to lay in the middle of the mat for you while you stand on a top rope and hit a moonsault, my mama didn't raise no stepchild. I'll be up faster than you can blink an eye, and I'll be right good year on the side of your blimp body. Come bada 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 bada. <laughs> oh man. Come bada 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 bada. Sweet. Yeah. Public enemy. Eh. I don't know. Oh, here they go again. Public enemy. The first generation of American children that are more afraid of living than dying. Take a look around. This is my home. This is his home. This is where we come from. What do we have to lose? What do we have to gain by living? Because we want to get out and we want to improve. Everybody wants to hold us back. That makes us bad men. Well, I guess then we're bad men because we're going to climb to the top without your permission. You know, it's a matter of survival, brother. It's a matter of survival. Because coming up where we come up, the first time you go down is usually the last time you go down. It's the last time you see light. You know, we walk streets all over this world. You tell them. It's been no matter if it was South Philly, West Philly, Chicago, Miami, New York City, the Bronx, baby. Because after Friday and Saturday night, the world will be our hood. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I was fucking confused every time they were cutting to a match out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, just run your promo. The fuck? <laughs> Bad but, decisions were made. But this week coming up, October 1st and 2nd, is NWA ECW Blood Feast or Blood Fest. But, shit, we got to lay out. It's Kevin Sullivan going nuts right here. So let's listen to this maniac. I didn't have courage. I'd be afraid. Or if I was a man that didn't have a brain. I'd be afraid. And if I wasn't a man that didn't have a heart, I'd be afraid. You see, I've been to the wizard, and I've gotten all of them. I've even had Dorothy. You see, what? Abdullah the Butcher, you may scare a lot of people. 450 pounds of coming at you. Crevices in your head like Mount Vesuvius. But Abdullah the Butcher, in Philadelphia, everybody knows I'm not right. I'm just like those people from Philadelphia. The bell they have there is cracked. You see, Abdullah, everybody eventually meets their match. 
everybody meets their master. Blood feast, NWA style, old-fashioned ways. Abdullah, I think you've been gotten a little slow. You've been working for other federations and other companies. Well, I've been out in the bushes, stalking them all, whether we're the Terry Funk, Mongolian Stomper, or even the big boss man. You see, Abdullah the Butcher, I spent plenty of time incarcerated. When I was 12 to <laughs> like 14, my parents sent me downstairs to the cellar because they didn't want the family to know there was something wrong with little Kevin. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher, there's a lot wrong with the big Kevin. And you see, Abdullah the Butcher, confined in a cage, Philadelphia loves to see the crimson, as Gordon Sully would say, run. Believe me, Abdullah, there's going to be plenty of crimson running. And Abdullah, I found strange ways to amuse myself when I was in the basement. When there was nothing to play with, I came up with strange games, Abdullah. I hurt myself, Abdullah, in many ways. Abdullah, this guy's fucking I get there. to hurt a big and from Sudan who has scared everybody for years. Abdullah, I'm not afraid of you. Abdullah, you understand this is Philadelphia and you're locked in a cage with me. The end is near, Abdullah. The reign of terror is over. I think I'll send you home to my parents, and they'll send you into the basement after I get through with you and a cat. Oh, oh, what a maniac! <laughs> oh, what a fucking whack job! Lock him in his parents' basement. What? He's a Boston dude, Kevin Sullivan. I know he has good promos usually, but that was not a good one. Don't defend that. It's better than some of the shit we've seen on this show. <laughs> in relative terms. <laughs> exactly. Who the fuck's Abby? Abby Butcher. Oh, Abdul the Butcher. Yeah. Oh, woman. This got better. This is girl. I'm not right. I'm like the people from Philadelphia. The people that booed Mike Schmidt. That smirked at Dr. J and said, Was Mario faking an injury? That's the kind of guy I am. That was good. Because he run a lot of Philadelphia spots. Oh. He knows his spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I hear. Oh, he said, I'm going to lock you. My parents are going to take you and lock you in the basement. Well, that's because he was locked in the basement. So yeah, he was saying so that stupid. my parents are going to lock you in the basement. Like, dude, I'm a grown fucking stupid. man. Your parents ain't <laughs> yeah. me anyway. I'll fucking kill your parents, motherfucker. You old as fuck. How old your parents? I'll fuck them up, too. After the yeah, she looks great. Fall fashion showdown. Oh, all right. We didn't much, but it's coming up. It's October 1st and October 2nd. And the next episode we're covering is going to be beyond that. So we're not going to be covering NWA Blood Feast or Blood Fest. We'll be discovering the regular episodes, as I said earlier. And I'll give you updates on the other matches that don't come up. But most matches will be covered on ECW Hardcore TV over our next few episodes. 
And it's, man, damn good matches that are going to be coming up. A lot of good episodes, starting with this next episode that we're going to cover in just a few moments. What's that showing right now? Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Maybe that is... Oh, dude, Pat Tanaka? Yeah. That's my girlfriend's cousin. Like, fourth cousin. What? I swear to God. Pat yeah, I've told you that before. Yeah. Oh, shit. I swear to God. She has a picture of him when she, with him when she was, like, mad young. Wow. Yeah, it's like her... It, it's like third or fourth cousin. Woo. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Right, he was that that's the guy that was in the Orient Express. Orient Express. Well, that team, yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, that's the Orient Express. Yeah, yeah. She, Pat Tanaka is... Uh, Paul Diamond is Kato. Relation there. On her father's side. Wow. <laughs> Breaking news here. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, ECW yeah. Extreme Live cast. She showed me a picture. She's like, you know this guy? I was like, he looks familiar. Fucking Pat Tanaka. I was like, oh, that's Whoa. fucking Pat Tanaka. I'm like, he's your cousin? <laughs> she like met him and shit when they were younger. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Alright, so that was our first episode. It's kind of like a recap episode. Here we got got a rematch that we've seen, but got some good promos. And got the build up to the Blood Feast or Fest. I don't know what the fuck they want to call it. Why is it called a Blood Feast? I don't know. Maybe Fest is trademark. Feasting on blood, but. <laughs> yeah. It's a or festless trade market. Like you're gonna give you a season desist if you use that. Well, it's a two day affair, so it's day one on Friday, day two on Saturday, so it's like a That's fest, true. like festival, blood fest. All right, on Friday you show up, you get these matches. On Saturday you get these matches. It's a blood festival. <laughs> it's kind of like Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. All right, so. JV, what did you think of that first episode? Terrible. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. That's a lot. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like, did we watch this last week? Yeah, it was so much I mean, shit. It was, it, it, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, the, you know, the, the problem is, like, like you mentioned, we were discussing this. They repeat a lot of previous shit, so it's a lot of episodes become recap episodes. So if that it, doesn't help their grade at all. It's oh, like, oh, I'm watching this again. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot since Eddie Gilbert's been gone. Yeah, 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 because Eddie Gilbert ran the show like a wrestling oh, show. Yeah, yeah, now it's being run like a clip show. That's the problem. Yeah. And I have the feeling that that might continue for a while because I remember watching it in '95, '96. It was like, oh, this is what happened here, and it's like five minutes of a twenty-minute match. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, well, that looks cool, but. What? Are, how am I gonna watch that match? I gotta buy a fucking tape from RH RH Video, <laughs> which was how you got ECW tapes back in the day. So yeah, we might run into some issues where we're gonna be like, "Yeah, this fucking shit sucks." It's gonna it's gonna happen because it's not coherent. Yes. Yeah, and that's what this episode was. But I think the next episode is gonna be a little better because they're gonna take mostly from one show and present it that way. Which might be the way we need to go from this point on. We might not need to cover super cards anymore because I think they play most of the matches on the shows. Unless we want to do like special ones just to see the full matches for ourselves. We'll see as time goes on. 
But we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be right back with episode 26 from October 5th, 1993. All right, guys, we're back for ECW Hardcore TV episode 26 from October 5th, 1993, which was a tape originally on October 1st of 1993. This is actually the first night of Blood Fest or Blood Feast 1993. Whatever they want to fucking call it. I guess on ECW TV, <laughs> they're calling it Blood Feast. But so many tapes and videos out there call it Blood Fest. But I guess we're going to go with what ECW originally said in the first place as a Blood Feast. But I get why it would be called Blood Fest. Because it's like a festival where it's taking place on a Friday and a Saturday. Almost like a Comic-Con experience. All right, you can go to these matches on Friday. You got these matches on Saturday. Pick what you want. Join the show with ECW. So we were planning to do this as a watch-along special, but we look. I looked ahead, and they're going to cover basically all the matches over the next six weeks or so, leading up to the first November to Remember, which becomes the major show Super Show, and ultimately their pay-per-view that they will get to. So this is leading all the way to that. So we're just going to cover the shows and not the special one. If you want to watch it all together, it's available on Daily Motion. So check those out if you want. But we're going to be covering it just as the normal episodes on ECW Hardcore TV. So you guys are... Should be tuned in at this point because we give you a little break with a little bumper. And here we are with ECW Hardcore TV, episode 26. And we're going to get a little different music, which is going to fuck up our thing here because now, <laughs> now we need to get a little bit new music. And uh, it's going to be funny to listen to because it's like 80s hair metal music while we're in 1993, going into 94. You would think they would use this music a little earlier, but here it is here. So let's just get into it. JV, are you ready to start? I'm ready, bro. All right. I'm ready. And I don't think I... Ready to hear some new music, you said, right? Yeah, right from the start. Once I say All play, right. you're going to hear it. So everybody's ready out there. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Nice guitar rip. Oh, this is this is like some oh, I like this. Van Halen shit. This is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like this a lot. It is cool. It's definitely '80s hair metal, though. Oh yeah. But I think. Joey Styles is probably going to open up the show, and we'll take a listen to what he has to say. Oh, we're Start. definitely closing this episode with this song. Oh, there we go. All right, that's our new music. Oh, all right. So we're starting off with the match, so we don't need to cut Joey Styles. It's the public enemy looking pretty cool here. Oh, we got Beavis and Butthead signs. <laughs> That's awesome. 
back into the corner. And, and we got a match going on at this point. It's Gino Caruso and Silver Jet. This has actually happened from Blood Fest or Blood Feast Day Number One, which would be October first, which is the Friday. So this is one of the opening matches. I think this may be the opening match. Even if it's not, it's from that first night. Next week we got Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, which is eh, for you WWF fans, it's the Orient Express. Paul Diamond used to wear the mask as Kato. Just a year before this. And the Silver Jet capitalizing on the advantage. Wham! Beautiful. The Silver Jet. Silver Jet. That sounds like it's like the name of it's like a name brand dildo or something. <laughs> oh, I don't know you're going there. I was gonna say I was gonna say it sounds like a WCW Cruiserweight the Silver Jet. <laughs> yeah, it does. That too. Let's speak more PG terms. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what, what kind of outfit is he wearing? He's got some camos. Yeah, no yeah he looks like shit. Pants with, like, fucking executioner mask. You remember those shit jerseys that used to have those hoodies on? Like, all uh, public enemies wearing? Yeah, yep. Those, ugh. Never owned one. Oh. Oh shit. Those are probably I, expensive too. I don't want to disparage anybody that did wear them, but not my me? Style. Fuck no. Yeah. And I and guess that's the sleeves off, I think, you. right? <laughs> Seems like it should have been longer sleeves and he cut them. Oh no, maybe not. No. They're stitched. Short sleeves. Yeah. For the World Tag Team Championship. You are absolutely right, Paulie. And boy, are you excited well, this week? I am. Well, yeah, it's a great week. When I look at Public Enemy, and I liked them, I thought they were badass. They went through tables. Those are some of the first people I've seen go through tables and do shit like Rock or Rock just did. Yeah. A moonsault off the second rope. That was awesome. That was great. But I always picture them wearing, like, those Taz t shirts. Taz and Bugs Bunny. Like crossing their arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no Those fear. In or something. Like they're on the front <laughs> and then on the yeah. back of the shirt was their backs. And they'd have like a sports team jersey on. Right. There's so many variations of it, but they remind me of a team that would wear that shit. Because <laughs> they, they must have. As yeah, and, and they come across as legitimate badasses. No, they do. That's why I hate the shit on them, because they're one of the teams that made me... Alright, this is a real tag team. Yeah, not, uh... It's not the Bushwhackers. Larry Winters and fucking Tony Stetson. Well, I mean, from what I was watching at the time... Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Not as, like, uh, cartoony. Right. Oh, wow, he made it through. Alright, so they might be going up against Bad Company, Pat Tanaka. 
JV's relative. Yeah. And Paul Diamond. Paul Seven, Diamond, who is Kato. What a shitty graphic. It's the best I can do. Oh, shit. Alright, so Sabu is being brought in as some maniac. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter, which was a popular movie just prior to this. Alright, let's listen to what's going on in the ring here. Yeah. Alright, so it looks like Sabu, as Hannibal Lecter, got loose. Hunter Q. Robbins was saying that he was going to have control of Sabu, or the Tasmaniac. But it ended up being a melee. And Sabu just did a freaking backflip planche off the second that, rope that into the, into the crowd. This is it, awesome. And we got 911. 911 grabs Sabu. He's got chairs. And now Sabu. Fucking up whole rows. After a commercial break, Sabu is just wrecking the crowd, throwing chairs all around the place. And this is fucking ECW. This is yep. ECW. Yep. Welcome to ECW. Like, for real, this is the beginning of ECW. You have Sabu and Taz. Alright, so now you got in the back of the arena Taz, who's known as the Tasmaniac at this point, who's wearing like a jungle outfit and face paint, no boots. Well, he brings Sabu into the ring and the match has started. So we're getting the debut of two ECW greats, Sabu and Taz, right here in this match. God damn. We're getting there, JV. Oh. Fucking great. Wow. Oh, it's it's legit crazy to see the first TV appearance of Taz and Sabu <laughs> the chair on the, the same ring. show. The whole front row had to move. Sabu is Sabu is getting face mashed. Taz just slamming chase into what the? All right, Sabu's have to go for a high spot here. Oh! And he hurt himself on that. So Sabu jumped up, laid his legs on the top rope, and flipped back. Landed on Taz, maniac. He definitely looks sore. And busted his leg. And he's still trying to get back in the ring at this point. Big bumps already. And he still has a million. He already has a million scars all scars, over his body. Yeah. Those are real? Jesus. I know we talked about it not too long ago, but the Devil's Reject from where we are from, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Webb. Brandon Webb. 
he faced Taz, but uh, faced Sabu rather, and he had just posted pictures as we recorded this this week. Which is, um, Textbooks in November there by Tasmania. Just to throw that in there quick. Sorry. Great, yeah, great suplex. That's what Taz what is known pictures? for. No, he had some great pitches against Sabu. Devil's reject. But yeah, let's get back to this here. Taz and Ooh. Sabu. Good takedown. It's a great match so far. This is going to be one of the... Matt wrestling here. This is going to be one of the greatest feuds we're going to watch throughout this whole run of ECW. And we're seeing the beginning right here. We're seeing Sabu as he is, but we're seeing a different Taz than we're going to get used to. Yeah, this is basically like, yeah, this is their first uh, first match together. Yeah, this is their first match, so this is a, both of their first appearances on ECW. But Taz, he's an, even as that character, he's solid. He's a wrestler. Yep. He's going to leave for a little bit. He's going to spend some time Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Or he may be wrong. He may have just spent some time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling right before this. Well, he's not going to get pushed very hard right away. He's going to spend some time on a tag team scene. But what a fucking opening match for both of them. This is also happening at Bloodfest 93 on day one, October 1st. Hell of a start. Hell of a start to kick off an event like that. A fest. Or feast, rather. Yeah, fest, feast. Whatever they want to call it. Sabu set him up on a table. Too. People aren't used to seeing this. Oh, he fucking broke the table. It broke. His fat ass hey, broke Taz, your fat ass broke the table. He said, fuck oh, you, I'm busting you through the table then. <laughs> I'll suplex your ass. Oh, look at this. He's taking the legs off the table. And using oh, he's taking the plastic shit from all the sides. That was pretty smart. That's what broke the table. Oh. Ooh, missed that leg drop. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say, JV, that this probably might be the best match. It, it is. Seen? Yes. Probably the best ECW style match we've seen. This is what I wanted to cover. Yeah. This is what I wanted to see. Okay. When we say ECW, this is yeah. what we wanted to watch. Bye bye Eastern. Hello Extreme. Really right here. This is like the, the first step. Right? It's got to be. I know like we might have said like the... Hardcore shit that we saw in the last Ultra Cock, but this is this is ECW right here. Right. Yeah, some of the Terry Funk shit may have been what we said, and all along this has we the just energy of ECW. Right, and we just anticipating it for so long, so it may be easy to come to say this is ECW that we've been waiting mm -hmm. for, but no, this is it right here, and I'm sure in a couple months we'll say it again, but. Really, this is the closest we're getting at this point. Taz and Sabu 
This is fucking amazing. This is a great match. Taz is going to the top rope. Sabu missed the spot. Taz goes for a flip. Misses. A forward roll off the top. Yeah, forward roll off the top. Both guys are down. Sabu's trying to pull him over. Obviously, he's trying to set him up for another spot on a rope. Oh, he got the moonsault off the top, which is great. And he got a three count. I can understand the win for Sabu. It's debut. Right, it's his debut. It's also Taz's debut. But Sabu was hyped. Look at his entrance to the ring. Right. Well, they also he definitely had a lot more character to him. They also made mention that there was a little rift between Sabu and Taz with Hunter Q. Robbins. Who was he going to manage? And he had promised Taz that he would manage him, but then he took Sabu on. So Taz was pissed. That's why they had that man. Now Sabu's just going nuts in the ring. Jumping on a table. He won the fucking match. What's wrong with him? <laughs> it's funny how Sabu's always been this character. Yeah. No? He's right. never even deviated from it, right? No. He's never been a good guy, a bad guy. He's just fucked up. <laughs> Taz is... Not Taz. Sabu's going... What the... Sabu Nobody did, in the ring. <laughs> Sabu did a moon moonsault to an empty table. <laughs> this is the All right. Rebel, the man that ended oh. All right, let's listen to this, dickhead. I hear all these people out here are sending him get well cards that hope he gets better. They're calling the hotline, hoping that Sal Belomo will return to the ring. <laughs> well, I hope he gets better, too, because you know why? I'm going to finish him off for good. More venomous words from the Rock and Rebel. Remember, fans, if you'd like to leave your comments for Sal Belomo, especially you children, call the ECW hotline, 215-544-0. What a dickhead. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about Who's that Rock in the ring with Sandman? That's uh, the Metal Maniac. Oh. Another oh, yeah, fake warrior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another guy trying to get... And another beautiful takedown. Yeah, we gotta we gotta remember we're still ninety-three, so people are trying to be the warrior still. Glenn Osborne's gone, so this guy stepped in. Yeah. <laughs> so this is another match from Blood Fest, Blood Feast, day one. Sandman versus the Metal Maniac. And we would anticipate that Sandman would win this match. One thing I am looking forward to now that we're starting to see some of the ECW originals come in is the transition from Surface Sandman to the fucking Beach Bum Sandman. Yep. When's he gonna stop giving a fuck? Wear his fucking little shorts, smoke cigarettes, drink beers. Yeah, exactly. When's that coming? 
trying to give me a chance to talk. Because I'm on board, because I like him. It's going to be cool when he's like, yeah, fuck all this shit. Everybody else is a piece of shit. Well, he was at he was with Sabu at that um, appearance with the Devil's Reject, right? Locally recently? Yes, it was. Yep. The Metal Maniac now taking matters into his own hands. Of course, if he can't wrestle the Sandman scientifically, he'll take it to the streets. Well, you see, of course he'll take it to the streets because the Sandman insulted the Metal Maniac. The Sandman didn't take the Metal Maniac seriously. And this is what happened to Mike Tyson when he didn't take James Buster Douglas seriously. And if Tyson what? can go down, so can the Sandman. Absolutely, as now the Metal Maniac... Buster Douglas... Quick side suplex. He hit Tyson... One. What happened there? Tyson lost to Douglas? He's like, duh, 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 slapping his hands together. Come faster. Paulie was just saying that, and I, maybe I don't know my boxing history, but Buster Douglas knocked out Tyson? Buster Douglas? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was the big upset. That was oh. like Tyson's big upset. All right. Don't know my boxing history. It's one of the biggest upsets in boxing history, actually. All right, back to some shitty wrestling, then. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. This metal maniac sucks. I mean, he looks like I. I'm guaranteed. I guaranteed. I said this before. He looks like a busted Brutus Bob Beefcake. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you have said that. <laughs> I can't keep writing my jokes down. I just, they just come up. <laughs> that was a terrible. That was fucking. Let <laughs> me kick you to the thickest part of your back. I hate, see if that hurts. Tayman had a good effort with that spinning heel kick. That was on the top rope too. <laughs> and he's going to do a clothesline. And this better be a three count. Alright, good. Over. Are you good? Thank God. Let's listen, Chris Mike. Eastern Championship Wrestling. And this is no cartoon. That sucked. Yeah, it was. He <laughs> was trying to act like Bullwinkle. <laughs> he, he did sound pretty good as, like, a cartoon voice. This is the... What is but not, not the platform for that, buddy. Yeah. Fuck off. All right, so now we're in the main event. We got Jimmy Snooker versus Terry Funk. ECW TV title, and this is the main event of Blood Feast, Blood Fast, 1993. All right, so as you just heard, Joey Styles said that it's going to be out of the cage, from the top, out, submission, or pinfall. And we got a little tiny cage here. But it looks pretty cool for a small arena. Terry Funk Snooker sounds great to me. Yet, super fly Jimmy Snooker, as everybody knows is the master of the steel cage. As a matter of fact, I've said it many, many times during my association with Jimmy Snuka that Jimmy Snuka himself should be locked within the confines of a steel cage. You know, they said... Mm. All right, so Snuka's held this title 
since we started, basically. Yeah. Yep. So we're going from April now to October. Let's look as the champion. And Terry Funk originally challenged for ECW Championship. But now he's here against one of his early contemporaries. Snooker. We got early advantage with Snooker. Yep. Funk into the corner. Yeah. Doing his back into the corners. Self. Back and forth. It's funny how, like, short the cage is. Like, it's not as high. Right, that's what I was thinking, too. And it's still 15 feet from the floor. Oh, yeah. That's which, true. But to climb down, I guess, is a feat. Although, it's only half your height, basically. <laughs> if you climb over, all you gotta do is drop down six feet. Six, seven feet. But it does look tiny on TV. Let's see if this match will top uh, Sabu and Taz. I don't think it's gonna. We'll see. I love the. Not as vicious as I expected to start. Oh. I would wonder if this match is gonna have a lot of blood. Who think it would? I'm gonna assume he's gonna he's gonna bleed first. Terry Funk. He's gonna what? Bleed first. He's bleed first. Alright, so we're getting a little back and forth with punches. Jimmy Stucker doesn't know how to punch, so. <laughs> he has to do working punches. <laughs> he just gives shoulders and headbutts. I'm going for a power driver. Is that what we're getting here? Yeah. That's bullshit. I'll be. Terry Funk should be pissed off because this is his finishing move. <laughs> it's risky, too. It's risky, but it's Terry Funk's finishing move. Yeah. I, I'm willing to say, Jimmy Snooker, so fucking dumb that he doesn't realize that that's Terry Funk's finishing move, that he shouldn't use it. Right. And Terry Funk's just cool enough not to give a fuck. Right, Terry Funk is like, alright, fine. Yo, Snooker, you I'll let it go. It like I do, buddy. Or Jimmy Snooker is so much of an asshole that he did it on purpose. Yeah. Because he's killed somebody before. Yeah. He died Maybe. recently, right? Uh, and he's about to win. He's almost out of the cage. Oh, I thought that was all. Nice move by Terry Funk. Just yeah, that was good. himself out. That would have been a cool way to win the match. <laughs> yeah, so now just flip all the way out, bro. Hey, you don't want to. You want to fucking hit a pile driver on me, asshole? Well, I'm gonna flip out of this match right now and win. <laughs> well, fuck you. We're not gonna go any longer than this. We're gonna make you look like a chump. I'm supposed to win this match anyway. I'll end it right now. Snooker. <laughs> Chain link fences suck. 
They make cage matches look so much better, though. Yeah, they do. I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the, uh, <sighs> the chain link fence style. I like the chain link fence style and the old school blue bars. I like the blue cage too, just because. I don't like the black bars. If you're gonna use bars, go use the blue ones. Right. They didn't use the black much, but. Blue. Grew up with that, so I like. Same here. King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan. Match sucked, but I like the cage. <laughs> What a team this is right here. Joey Styles and Paul Heyman. Holy dangerously on commentary. This is a match you need to just go back and watch and listen to the commentary too. Besides us talking bullshit. This is a good match. Same as Taz and Sabu earlier. This is one of the best episodes of ECW Hardcore TV in the early years that you could watch. October 5th, 1993. Thank you guys for joining us and listening with us, but check it out on its own too. Oh, Terry Funk's going to go for it. He's going to get that power driver. Hit it. Hit it. JP, we didn't do a timestamp. Are you right on with me? Yeah, I'm at uh, 2640. Yep. All right. Um, so what I was going to say is Terry Funk's pile driver is cooler because of how he, his body language as he does it on the way down, almost like he's really jamming the guy's head into the mat. Yeah. Little shit like that. So good. Because it can make is a difference between how one guy does a pile driver and another guy like Terry Funk can make it look that much better. Totally agree. Gotta love the headbutts here. Nothing seems crazy more than like using your head as a weapon. Right, because you're just, it's like animal instinct. It's like, like the most fucking monster. Delicate part of your body. Let me smash it against someone else. Yeah. And he no sells the pile driver. <laughs> Uses his move that no, basically no sells it. Right? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, oh, Terry Funk's bleeding from his ear, it looks like. Terry Funk misses a big spot. Not Terry Funk. Uh, Jimmy Snooker misses a big spot there. Trying to hit a headbutt. And we got Terry Funk on. Oof! After being busted with his ears and all the headbutting, he's still trying to go after Snooker with his head. And now they go to commercial. And we got a totally different scenario here now where both guys are on the top of the cage. Looks like Funk has the advantage with one foot over the cage. It's upside down. Oh, oh, sliding down he's like in, Plinko. Yeah, he's in between the cage and the ropes now. It's a tough spot. 
So, another thing is, Paulie is supposed to be the manager of Jimmy Snuka. Snuka, yeah. But he's not ringside with him. And the reason why is because they've switched over to NWA. So, NWA now has the contracts to everybody that worked for Eastern Championship Wrestling. So, everything has to go through a re review process, apparently. So, none of the managers have relations with their clients. So, it has to be approved, and they have to go through a process where they need to reassess who's managing who and create new deals. <laughs> that's the story they're telling. <laughs> Damn, that's a big... Uh, that's a whole fucking big thing. Big change <laughs> for their, uh, from booking, yeah. Which is kind of pointless. Yeah, it kind of like negates a lot of existing storylines. Right. But I guess it gives them the option to allow for people to sign. Like, oh, I'm going to be with Hunter Q. Or I'm going to be with... This oh, that's true. Yeah, like free agency. But it's not like there's babyface managers. It's all heels. But anyway, back to the match there. We got... Terry Funk and Jimmy Snuka slamming each other's face into the steel cage. And this is a pretty solid steel cage match. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I like it, but as we were talking about before with Taz and Sabu, Taz and Sabu put on a better match, I think, already at yeah, this point. Definitely. That was nonstop. Yeah. This has kind of had its highs and lows. This right. is kind of a high right now. Right, it has a highs and, low, highs and lows, but it's a steel cage, so they have the cage to work with. Whereas their match, I guess they had tables and shit, but it's a little different. The cage is the gimmick, makes the match. Whereas their match was dependent on their wrestling. <laughs> oh! It goes down! He's down. Oh! Oh, <laughs> Terry Funk wins the match, and meanwhile, he still gets a chair caught in his neck. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. So, Terry Funk is now the new ECW TV champion. Why is he so mad about it? Was he? Not, it's like maybe the match wasn't supposed to end there, and he fucked up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Could be some kind of shit like that. I was supposed to win that way. Fuck up. You fucked up the match. Oh, he's just being Terry Funk. He's throwing all the chairs into the cage. Yeah. Trying to show Sabu who's boss. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm the man here. I can do crazy better than you. All right, let's listen to Joey Styles interviewing the yes. new champ. Mr. Funk, it was an epic battle, and you proved once again why you are a true legend in professional wrestling, and you truly deserve all the accolades you have now received. How does it feel to be the new ECW television champion? It feels absolutely wonderful right at this time. Although I don't know if I, you know, I won the championship. I'm not sure that I won that match against Jimmy Snuka because you got to give credit where credit's due, and he's a very tough individual and hard competition in the ring. And I'd like to say something else is that I picked ECW to wrestle in by choice. This television championship right here means as much to me as being a WCW champion because I'm not a spring chicken, and I'll tell you that. Cross promotion and I want to do and finish my career oh, yeah. where I want it to be finished, 
with dignity. And I feel up here at the ECW that we've got a bunch of people that want to more than anything else and a lot of young wrestlers. And we've got a lot of tremendous seasoned wrestlers. But we also have, we have the best fans in the world. And that's why I choose to be here. And each number, each week that the ECW is in existence, the fans come out more and more and more. Because what Todd Gordon is doing and what this ECW is doing is educating you people once again that there is wrestling, spelled W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, out there. And it's out there in Hell Philadelphia. Yeah. So come and see it. Because I'll give you 110%, and I'll give you my heart, and I know the other wrestlers in this organization will do the same. Thank you very much. Man. That was great. That was a very classy promo. Like, dude, you come pay to see me, you will get your money's worth. Yep. Is basically that promo summed up. Awesome. Right, let's see what Paulie has to say. Jimmy, I'm waiting for my cue. Open Jimmy and Paulie. Jimmy. Jimmy's all salty. <laughs> this is Paulie dangerously outside the locker room of Superfly Jimmy Snuka, who just lost the ECW Television Championship to Terry Funk. Now, Snuka does not want to talk to you people, but he said that he will grant me an interview and I will convey his thoughts to you. So let's go into the dressing room right now of the former ECW Television Champion, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. And Jimmy... Let's try this again. This is Paulie Dangerously outside the locker room of Superfly. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, cut, 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 cut. <laughs> That's great. All right, Joey Styles is in the potty room. Let's see what's going on with him. Of course, the scene is much different here outside the locker room of Terry Funk, the new TV champion. I'll tell you what, the party is just beginning. I'll tell you what, now next week's show, we've got Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. And in just two weeks here on NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling, Tanaka and Diamond will be taking on the public enemy, Flyboy Rocco Rock and Johnny Grimes. What a party! Also on next week's show, we've got a wild six. <laughs> so hyped there right now. His <laughs> ties loose and everything. Yep. He's like ducking a weave and shit. <laughs> ducking toilet paper. <laughs> it's one guy throwing shit at him. <laughs> Keeps looking around all worried. No, no, he's not doing it now. Be aware of your surroundings, bro. So basically what Joey Styles is saying, we're going to see a bunch more matches from the first day of Blood Feast Blood Fest from October 1st, 1993. So they're going to show the second half of the matches on the next week's episode. And they're going to carry on to the previous episode too. So next week when we come back, or in two weeks rather, We'll be covering more of the matches from day one and some from day two of Blood, Blood Feast. Feast. Blood Fast, whatever the fuck oh, yeah. it is. Blood, Blood Fast. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. But I do want to point out one thing with the the promo with uh, Terry Funk where he said, um, you know, I, I want this title more than I want the WWE Championship. 
championship. They edited it out. He said WWF championship too. Ah, uh, okay. That said, makes sense. I want this more than a WWF and WCW championship. They fucking edited it out. Him saying WWF. Well, they have to edit out WWF. If he'd said WWE, which wasn't around, then he would have been all right. No. Right. They don't have to. Oh, they don't? No, because anything that is original footage from prior to the, the deal, the legal deal. Uh, so they went out of their way. Yeah, so they went out of their way to say, he Get didn't say move. anything about, he didn't care about WWF title. <laughs> So only anything that they produce now. So like, if they were to produce something now, or somebody said WWF, then they would have to edit it. Yep. No new footage can say WWF. But if it was originally produced when it was WWF, then Then they're clean to leave it as is. Yep. That was a deal. They went. They went out of their way. Yep. Yeah. So that's why some things that you may see that you may have seen. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, like in 2005, where WWF was blurred out at times, that's because the deal wasn't done yet. So they had to just cover it up for the, for the meantime. That's, that's all done now. But anyway. Fun fun fact yeah, of the day. Fun fact. <laughs> now, I ran across a lot of people online that didn't realize that, didn't know that, and I thought I was like a fucking lawyer that had to fucking explain <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I feel so empowered. Yeah. And you can just like fucking outsmart like, yeah, people. No, it's just basic basic laws. Like Just yeah. like us doing a show <laughs> like this where or even our show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. We can play audio of all that shit because there's a law that says we can play audio and use footage from other stuff as long as we're commentating on it and giving our opinion on it, that makes it legal. But if we're punting it off as our own thing, like, oh no, that's illegal. But if you play it and you talk about it, it's legal. Yeah. Just like if you watch the fucking news, if you watch Sports Center, you know, they're just doing the same exact thing. They're playing footage that's yep. not theirs and talking about it. But anyway, there we go. So that was our show. We just covered September 28th and October 5th. And JV, I think October 5th was a lot better than the September 28th episode. Yes, September 28th sucked. October 5th was awesome. Yes. One of the best individual shows we've covered yet. Absolutely. You got fucking... I mean, just if you just take that one episode and you look at it, it's... All right, Joey Styles is opening the show. Public yep. Enemy is in the first match against a shitty team. And then you get a hype promo... For Sabu and Taz, and then they have their first match, and you got nine one one who becomes a pretty cool character in ECW. And then you have Sandman versus the Metal Maniac, which is Sandman. Then you get a TV title match, Steel Cage match, Jimmy Snooker, and Terry Funk. What a great show! And yep. Paul Heyman, fucking being a maniac, he's only twenty eight years old <laughs> at the time. So fucking great show there. So, thanks guys for listening there. Well, let's give you a little update on what's to come. In two weeks, on December 4th, we're going to be covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 27 and 28 from October 12th and 19th of 1993. And it's going to continue with the 
NWA, ECW, Bloodfest, Bloodfeast, 1993 coverage. And it's going to be some more of day one and a little bit of day two on those episodes. And then following that, we'll get to coverage of episodes 29 and 30, which will be October 26th and November 2nd. That will be bringing us into right around Christmas time. And then we're going to get to November to remember the Supercard Special Edition. So that'll be actually dropping on New Year's Day. So that's what's coming up over the next month. So thanks guys for listening for that. And it's going to be some crazy shit, some good shit coming along. So as you can see with these past episodes, Actually, this last episode, things are getting a lot better. More like ECW that you've been expecting to listen to. So, with that said, JV and I are going to head out of here. If you want to reach out to us, we're on Twitter. I'm at NPRU83. JV's at John Van Damage. If you want to follow us on Twitter for the Extremecast, we're at Extremecast. And also, JV and I do the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we're at the bottom line cast at bottom line cast on Twitter. So thanks guys for listening. And JV, any final words? No final words tonight, brother. All right, guys. So see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time for some more hot Eastern Championship Wrestling. (laughs) 